Hey, what's up, everyone? This is David Greenspan, and welcome back to Season 4 of the Mindshare Podcast. Additional podcasts are available at Mindshare101.com and on all the major podcast platforms. This week's episode is sponsored by Kits Keep In Touch Systems and the Buzz Conference. Make sure you visit the Buzz Conference online at www.thebuzzconference.com and give them a follow on Instagram at the Buzz Conference. Keep up with everything they're up to. We are proud to have the Buzz Conference as an ongoing sponsor of the Mindshare podcast. And of course, Kits is always with us. And I have to tell you, our team keeps coming up with new ways to make this powerful marketing system even more powerful. I mean, it's one thing to be using a bright, shiny CRM because other people are doing it. It's a whole next level when you use a CRM, which is a complete suite of marketing tools tied right into it. No need for third-party providers. No need for separate email blasts. All your social media ties are built right in. Websites, landing pages, an open house registry tool in your CRM. The most effective keep-in-touch tools to help you build Mindshare. Seriously, Kits is loaded, and you need to check it out if you haven't. I warn you, though, once you check it out and start using it, you're going to be hooked. But I mean, I guess that's not much of a warning as much as it is a little bit of, well, actually a lot, a very friendly advice. Make sure you check out Kits by going to my site, mindshow101.com, and clicking on Marketing. Now, as you know, of course, we are on a push to get 100 reviews on iTunes, and I'd like to ask you, if you haven't yet, please take two minutes, rate the show, leave a review. We're making this super easy for you. All you have to do is go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash mindshare101. Again, that's ratethispodcast.com forward slash mindshare101. And as always, thank you in advance. Today's episode is number 179. It's a mindset. The way you feel right now, the way you woke up this morning, the way you felt when picking out the clothes you were going to wear today, the way you felt about deciding what you were going to eat today, the way you reacted to that other driver, the way you reacted to the people around you, the feeling you got when you scrolled social media, the feeling you have right now while you're listening to this, the feeling you have about whether you can or cannot do something, the roadblocks you put up in front of yourself which stop you from doing, the belief whether you can or will achieve, it is all a mindset. See, they didn't teach us this stuff in school. There wasn't some class on how to control our own thoughts and emotions or about how powerful our minds really are when it comes to accomplishing anything or dealing with any situation. So we get up, we go about life every day, working our way through and not necessarily leveraging all the tools we have. Much the same, when things don't go our way, instead of looking at what we could have done better or how we made the mistake, we look to point fingers and blame others. It's always someone else's fault. For all the books I read, and I do a lot of reading, it has been said so many times that a key to having success is to recognize where you went wrong, what you did or didn't do to end up in the situation you're in how you will learn from it, and how you will be better the next time around. It's not about pointing fingers. Instead, it's about accepting responsibility. The other day, I was, uh, I was speaking with an agent who was telling me a story about a condo that she had listed. She said she listed it at 599000 which was well below market value as per her. Now, when I asked like why she listed below market value, she told me. 
It's because she wanted to get more showings and was working to drive the sale price over asking. So I asked her, I was going. She said she only had three people come through the door over the weekend. So I said, well, and, and like I said, and she agreed, that it didn't seem like the strategy was working so well. And when I asked her why, what does she think happened? She said that the maintenance fees were abnormally high, as in like $1,500 a month high. Like crazy, right? Now, as I acknowledged that like, yeah, those are crazy high, she continued to tell me that the, the guy, um, there was one guy who called her who like really pissed her off. So, of course, like here I am going, oh, yeah, what happened? She tells me that this guy booked a showing and then never showed up. Her client had mentioned to her that the showing never happened. Now, she was like, she figured like the client's got a camera. Or the client was like, like sitting out there, like watching people, whatever. But anyways, she, the listing agent, called the other agent who ghosted the appointment and asked, what happened? You booked the showing. My client left the house so you could show the property. And then you just don't show up. Like, why didn't she show up? Buyer's agent replied. He said, because your price is too high and your maintenance fees are too high. Now, this is where I want to stop for a moment. Like, let's let's analyze what went wrong here, okay? Here's what we know so far. We know that the listing agent underpriced the listing. We know that the buyer's agent booked a showing and never actually showed. Now, the issues with both these situations, well, number one, by pricing too low, although, yes, you are working to attract a larger pool of eyeballs on your listing, You're also going to attract buyers who cannot necessarily afford to pay you the money you're hoping it actually sells for, which will actually just frustrate those buyers. And no matter which side of the deal you're on, you should care about that. The second thing is, by pricing too low, you open up the opportunity for anyone to come in and submit a lower price purely as a tactic. Because, hey, it never hurts to try. And number three, by not communicating properly, And due to a lack of care for anyone else's time, the buyer rep has now angered the listing agent and created animosity between the two sides. This is a lack of care, and it's a lack of respect for anyone else involved. Okay, let's keep going here. Back to the phone conversation the two agents were having after the buyer rep goes to the appointment. So the listing agent asks, well, why didn't she show up? To which the buyer's agent replies, Well, because your listing is overpriced. Now, this is where I circled the wagon back again, reconfirming with the listing agent what she had already told me about pricing it below market value. Of course, I asked her about comps, and and let's be clear, I know she's been in the business for like 35 years and that she knows her stuff. So when she said, yes, price below market value, I personally, from my own confidence, I knew that she knew what she was talking about. Doesn't mean she had it handled perfectly. But it means that we can confidently say she was well below market value. So, you know, as he says, because your listing is overpriced, this is where, and he being the buyer rep, this is where things continue to go even more wrong. The listing agent's response to that statement was, let's just say, well, not done as politely as it could have been. And as the conversation goes on, the buyer's agent says, my buyer is willing to offer $575,000 and only wants to pay $500 a month for maintenance, like instead of the actual cost of $1,500 a month. Now, from here, I can't give you the exact words that were exchanged or even specific context about the exchange between the two, but let me just tell you, 
neither of them were polite or respectful of the other in the situation. That goes even further, though. Now the listing agent has to go explain to the vendor why the buyer didn't show up. How do you think that went? Well, as I know, and I'm sharing with you right here, the listing agent didn't have the nicest way to share to their client what happened in this situation. They didn't talk about the buyer rep properly. They didn't talk about the experience properly. In fact, they, they, they let their frustrations out and they vented about it. Now, let's go one step further here, okay? What does that do in the vendor's mind now? Well, it creates doubt. It creates doubt in the listing agent. It creates doubt in the process as a whole. It creates doubt in whether the vendor needs an agent at all. And overall, it does not create a positive experience for anyone involved, which could potentially hinder any long-term opportunity for any repeat and referral business. Now, when I asked the listing agent, like, why she was so pissed off, her response wasn't only isolated to the fact that the buyer agent goes to the showing. It's because of the price that was being offered. Like, she couldn't believe why he would offer such a low price. And quite frankly, she was disgusted that anyone could even do something like that. Now, this is where I had to put a hard stop on this whole thing, right? I Like, like hard stop. Hold on a second here, I said. And I asked her, did the buyer rep do anything illegal? She said, no. I said, was the buyer rep looking for the best interest of his client? Well, yes, but no, no, no. There are no buts here, okay? It's one thing to be upset about the fact that you got ghosted and that you didn't sell the place that day, but, and well, okay, fine, this is where the but is allowed, but the buyer's agent did not do anything illegal. He's allowed to offer a price below asking. He's allowed to negotiate the deal. And that right there, that is one of the biggest reasons how we realtors help our clients. We negotiate the deals. We work to get them the best deal possible. There is zero wrong with that. In fact, if you're not trying to accomplish that, then what exactly are you trying to accomplish when you make an offer? Side note to that too. I realize that you want to get 2.5% when showing or selling a home. But when the other side is only offering 2%, that is not a reason to not show the property. In fact, if you don't show the property because the commission is not where you want it to be, then you're doing a disservice to your client, and you are acting in a very selfish manner. Look, I'm all about making money, <laughs> and I'm all about getting paid for your services. However, at 2%, you are still getting paid, and who's to say that the property is not the perfect home for your clients? Why? Because you're not making as much money as you want to? That's not what this game's about. It's not about you. It is about them. Them being your clients. You need to make it about them at all times. Always have them in mind. Always focus on their wants and their needs, not yours. That's how you win more. You see, when you're selfish, when you're all about you and only you, the universe sees it. The universe hears it. And right back to where we started here today, you're in the wrong mindset. It's not a growth mindset. It's not a success mindset. It is a purely selfish mindset. And in fact, you're working against yourself and working against your success. 
Now, let's go back to the story. As I was speaking with the listing agent, I mentioned that the buyer agent did nothing wrong by making a verbal offer. I mean, she may not have liked the way he, you know, like going about it, but he had a right to do what he did. There was absolutely nothing wrong with it. In my mind, and we've talked about this many times, when you want something, the easiest way to get it is simply ask. Oftentimes you're going to hear no, but just as often you're going to hear yes. The difference between the two answers is whether or not you ask the question. And the worst you can possibly hear is no. And I mean, hey, that really isn't that bad. You'll always be further ahead when you ask as opposed to if you don't ask. Now, again, another no to the idea of your mindset. Okay, circling back to the story for the hundredth time here again. <laughs> I asked her what, you know, to the listing agent, why are you so pissed off? And I listened to everything she had to say. And that was when I told her that the biggest problem I found from this entire situation is the fact that the two sides just didn't treat each other with respect. The buyer's agent didn't give a shit that he booked a showing and just didn't show up. The buyer agent didn't give a shit that he didn't cancel the showing ahead of time. He didn't give a shit that he didn't communicate to the listing agent about it. He didn't give a shit about anyone else's time. The seller's agent, well, she didn't give a shit about what the buyer wanted to offer because the price was too low. And the seller's agent didn't give a shit for the buyer's agent because of the missed meeting and, well, thought to be lowball offer. See, both parties, they were like full of not giving a shit mode right now, okay? <laughs> and there, right there was problemo numero uno, the I don't give a shit about anyone else factor. Ladies and gentlemen, realtors of all ages, please let that one sink in. Agents rarely care about other agents. Side note, I'm not suggesting everyone walks around with their nose in the air or that no one gives a shit. What I am saying is that if everyone worked in a growth mindset all day, every day, we could do so much more business because we'd, we'd be even more collaborative with each other. Instead, though, we hear stories all the time. And I imagine while you're listening to this, you'll probably agree. We hear stories all the time about the negative interactions between agents. I heard another one not too long ago from a seller's agent who mentioned that a listing um, had a listing with showing schedule for the weekend. He tells me that he has a specific lockbox instructions on the listing, yet this one agent, who was an out-of-town agent, called him up just for, and like literally just said, hey, what's the code to the logbox? Attempted to like bypass any of the instructions. Now, when the listing agent informed the buyer agent that all the instructions were on the listing and that the buyer agent needs to work through the proper channels, the buyer agent got upset and became very rude. I mean, why is it that each agent feels that they are more important than the other? Why is it such an ego play amongst agents on such a regular basis? It's as if every time you make or receive a call from another agent, it's as if, as if both sides feel that they're stepping into the octagon about to throw down a UFC fight with each other. To me, to me, it's just all pent up ego. And there's no rhyme or reason as to why. I mean, look, just because you have more followers on social media or you're a so-called top producer or you post more video or take more selfies, or have hired a camera crew to follow you around, 
or because you paid a lot of money to have your face on a billboard. It does not make you more important than the next person. It does not give you the right to be rude to others, to talk down to others, or to treat others like shit. It's like when you call somebody to get some info on a listing or even follow up with a buyer rep on a, on a showing from earlier in the day. The way you pick up the phone says a lot about you. So don't be a dick. Be polite. Be welcoming. Change your mindset to one of being appreciative that you got the call rather than being pissed off that you have to answer these stupid questions. No question is stupid. No matter how you feel about it, you need to change your mindset. And if all you do is look at the negative in a situation, then the situation will always be negative. Instead, though, if you look at it from the positive, you are appreciative of the opportunity, and you do what you can to help, you will be served up with more positive opportunities. If you can't do that, though, then that, that right there is why you continue to be frustrated. You continue to not grow at the pace that you want. And you continue to run into people who are just not so nice to deal with. You are open to negative vibes and negative people. Now, my biggest takeaway from that interaction I shared with you here is that both sides, both sides just needed more due respect for each other. They need to be more polite with each other. They need to be more accepting of the fact that they were both doing their job and looking out for their clients. At the end of the day, that's what this business is all about. Your mindset is everything. Waking up and scrolling social media, watching the news, listening to others all the time, watching your competition and wanting to be like them, wanting to be part of the crowd at all times, and then ending your day with social media again. All of that, all of it, leads to a negative mindset. Instead, when you're focused on you, your family, your loved ones, your clients, and simply being a better version of you each day, you will create more positivity in your life, which will lead to a stronger, more positive mindset, and overall, more personal success. Setting goals, reading, learning, scheduling, and helping are all actions that need your daily focus. There's only so much time in a day. And when you use your time the right way, the right things happen for you. Change your mindset, change your life, change your results. You're either listening to this on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Or maybe you went to my website, MindShare101.com. And while you're on my site, make sure to download your free copy of the Ultimate Marketing Bundle for Realtors. This is a 31-page ebook packed with a ton of tips and tricks for you. Plus, there's a ready-to-go 90-day social media content calendar to help you build more MindShare so that you can get more market share. And if you want to talk about personalized one-to-one coaching to help you get to your next level, just get in touch with us. We'll set up a free strategy call, learn more about what you're looking to achieve and how we will help you do just that. Also, don't forget that our push to 100 is on. All you have to do, and this is super easy, is go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash mindshare 101. Again, that's ratethispodcast.com forward slash mindshare 101. And of course, if you haven't yet, 
Connect with me on Facebook at MyShow101 and on Instagram at David Greenspan 101 I want to thank Virginia Munden and the Buzz Conference for sponsoring today's episode. Be sure to visit their website, www.thebuzzconference.com, and follow them on Instagram at The Buzz Conference to keep tabs on all the awesome events they are always hosting, along with getting the latest copy of The Buzz Digital Magazine. And of course, I want to thank Kids Keep in Touch Systems for sponsoring today's episode. If you haven't checked this out yet, just go to my site, mindshare101.com and click on marketing. This has been another episode of the Mindshare podcast. Thank you for tuning in.